We are Daf Samach Tesamut Bays. I think it's exactly in the 50 yard line. It's uh, 21 lines from the top, 21 lines from the bottom, right, right around there. Okay. And the last word on the line is Amar, and the first word on the next line is Abaye. So I circled Abaye and I put a Roman numeral 1 in the margin. About seven lines later, it says Amar Rava. I circled Rava and put a Roman numeral 2 in the margin. And three lines from the bottom, right at the end of the line, is Ravina. I circled Ravina, and I put a Roman numeral three in the margin. They're all going to be different aspects of the exact same point. We had Rabbi Yochanan on... Um, I mean, the, um, on Aleph. On on the third wide line. And Rabbi Yochanan, who's about as good as a Masar as you can have, said the following. He said that Snuin and Rabdaisa Amru Davarachad. Two opinions, but they're going along with the same um, approach. And all three of these, Abayi, Rav, and Ravina, are going to say, well, if not for that, which Rabbi Yochanan told us, we would have had a, a different approach. So here we go. Now, by the way, Rabbi Yochanan did tell us they're saying the same thing, but says Abayi, he loved Amar Rabbi Yochanan, that the Tznuin, they were talking about the Karim Ravai case, yeah. and Rabdosa, who was talking about the Leket case, and, and both of those were sort of like the owner would do something to, um, he's very sensitive to the other people, even uh, uh, you know, possibly sinning. And so if not for the fact that Rabbi Yochanan told us that the Tznuin and Rabdosa, Amar Dover Echad, Hava Amina, I would have thought, without being told that, that the Tznuin Islahud Rabdosa, that Snuin would agree with Rabbi Doisa, but Rabdosa lays lahulit Snuin, or lays laylit Snuin. He wouldn't agree with them, and now we go over the two points. Colon. That Snuin, who we're talking about the Karam Ravai case, they would agree Islahu de Rabdosa. Why? Because what's the case of the Tsnuin Karam Ravai? Someone walks by and just steals the other guy's grapes. Now, the other guy's nervous because they're fourth-year grapes, but still, he's stealing it, and yet still, Uma Beganav of Takanta, we still want, you know, the Jewish people to minimize the, the wrong things that they do, and we made a Takana there, then certainly the case of Leket, which is Anim who are coming, they're only supposed to take two, maybe some will take three or four, then Anim Srikhan Lameimah, the Rabban would step in and make a Takana, like, of course, you won't even need to tell us that. The other way, though, Rabdosa, Lesley did snuin. Because the Aniyim, if we only heard that when it came to the Aniyim of the Leket of Rabdosa told us, Hudavdullah Hu Rabbanan Takanta. It's, I would say, poor people, literally poor people taking the Leket. So there the Rabbanan said, if you take a little bit more, so there's this concept that the owner can make it, uh, even that additional part that you took, uh, ownerless, and you're not overstealing it. Aval Ganav, when you have a full fledged Ganav, could very well be that for a, 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 a malicious intended ganav, they wouldn't have made that takana, and maybe he would be considered a uh, ganav. That's the point that Abaye makes. Rava makes an even more complicated but similar point. Starts exactly the same way. Says Rava, if not for the fact that Rabbi Yochanan told us that the Tznuin, who we're talking about Karen Ravai, and Rabdosa, who's talking about Leket, Amru Davar Echad, are going along with the exact same approach. Hava Amina, I would have thought, if I just analyzed that sugi without Rabbi Yochanan, Man Tanatznuin, who is the Tanaic opinion that we're familiar with that would fit into the Tznuin? Rabbi Meir, he, hmm, it would be Rabbi Meir. 
comma, connector. Lav am Rabbi Meir. Didn't Rabbi Meir say, now this is going to be a third issue, when it comes to Meiser Shani. We have this sugya throughout the Shas. Meiser Shani. It's basically 10% that it's your stuff, but it's not your stuff. Meaning it's your stuff, you grow it, but you can't eat it. But when you take it to Shulam, you can eat it. Sort of like Hashem's stuff, but kind of your stuff. Now, whose is it? Is it more yours or is it more Hashem's? So I would have thought that Rabbi Meir, who holds that Meiser Shani is Mamon Gavaya, who is Hashem's stuff. He says, listen, it's mine. And Bob, the farmer, you can eat it if you're in Yerushalayim. You could redeem it and eat it, but it's my stuff. So let's say you have Bob, the farmer. Meiser Shani is Hashem's. Now, normally... You can't take somebody else's stuff and be paid to it. Even though Hashem says it's his, if he was tried to be paid to it, it would work. The Pasuk almost, or we'll say the merciful one in the Torah, Hashem, puts it in Bob's Rishus, so he has the ability to be paid to it. Dixiv, like the Pasuk says, Ve'im ga'ol yig'al ishmi ma'asroi chamishi so alav. That if a person redeems his own meister, so whatever the value is, $100, he has to add a fifth, whether that's another 20 or another 25. Either way, he has to add that fifth. By the way, if you redeem somebody else's meister, you don't have to add the fifth. But when it's your own, then you do. Now, we're apparently making it his. But what second, Reb Meir was the one who had said that, no, no, it's Hashem's. It's not his. Yet, Kari Rachmana, the Pasuk refers to it as, one word in quotation marks, Ma'asroi, and I double underline the Vav, his meister, that person's meister, and therefore, Moisiv Chaimish, you will add a fifth on top of that. Then, Kerem Ravai, also, Nami, Gamar, Kaidish, Kaidish, me, Meiser. And I read about that, Shani, because there's, there's Meiser Rishon, but here, that Meiser, Stam Meiser, we're talking about Meiser Shani, I would have learned it, Gazeira Shava, just like by Meiser Shani, so too by us, which is our case of Kerem Ravai. Ksiv Hacha, what's the Kodesh Kodesh? Well, it says over here, by Kerem Ravai, two words, and I underline the first word, Kodesh Hilulim. That's what refers to the uh, fourth year uh, grapes being grown. Kama Uksiv, Gabi Maisrin, it says by Maisr Shani, the whole Maasarha Ares Mizera Ares Mipriha Eitzla Shem Hu Kodesh. And then line the word Kodesh. There you go. You got the Kodesh term by each one of them. Ma Kodesh. Just like the Kodesh Dechsiv Gabe Maasar, that's written by Maisr, within, of course, this Rebbe Meir approach. Afal Gav de Maman Gavayahu. Even though it's Hashem's. Yet, Le'inyan Pidiyah, when Bob, the farmer, wants to redeem this stuff, which is like Hashem's, Hashem, so to speak, puts it in his possession, Bob's possession, so that he can go ahead and do this pigeon. Afhai, Kaidish, so too in the Kerem Ravai, Dixiv Gabe, Kerem Ravai, Afagav de Lav Mamundi Dehu, even though it's not really his, Le'inyan Achuli, as far as if he wants to transfer it, the Torah puts it, I guess, temporarily or momentarily in his possession. For the truth is, even when he has it, his own Karamavai, it's not really his, yet, because of that, that's why he can redeem it. Even if it's not Rishus, remember we had this whole problem. Aniyim came at two in the afternoon, and this guy gets up at uh, five in the evening and makes his declaration. But but it's not his anymore. He doesn't have anymore. They have it. But it's not a problem. The, the, the Torah puts it into his own Rishus. Aval Gabe Leket, when it comes to the other issue, which was what Rabdoisa was talking about when it came to Leket, Kavan. Now, wh- whose stuff is the field that's taken as Leket? It's his. 
That's not Hashem's stuff. That, I mean, truth is, it's all Hashem's stuff, but that's Hashem's stuff that he gave to the person to do whatever he wants with. Kevan de Mamona Day, I would have thought, only if he has it in his possession. Who demands him That's where he could be mafkirit. However, if he's going to show up at the end of the day after people came and took leket from his field two hours, four hours, six hours ago, kilesi bereshusei loymatsi mafkirle. He wouldn't be able to be mafkirit. All that says Rava is what you would have thought if not for the fact that Biochanan told us that the Snun and Rabdos are totally parallel in, in what they hold. And the third point, which is interesting, is uh, the most straightforward of all of them. Comes along Ravina and says Ravina. Again, it's, it's almost, they're saying the exact, the same jump-off point. Says, Ravina, if not for the fact that Yochanan said that the Snuin, who we're talking about, Karim Ravai, and Rabdosa, who's talking about Leket, Amru Davarechad, I would have thought, Havamina, Mantana, Snuin. Who, who is the Snuin? Who are they? I mean, it's, it's a great, it'd be nice if, you know, future generations, they called Rabbi Horowitz and the Dafyomi Chabura the Tznuin. It's, it's a really big compliment. The discreet ones, the ones who are sensitive to other people. Uh, who is it? Oh, that's a, a.k.a. Rabdosa he. I would have thought that actually was Rabdosa. In other words, it's not two opinions. It's the same person. One, he's wearing his uh, Superman costume, and one, he's uh, Clark Kent. Remember, we had the problem over here. We had Rabbi Yochanan make his grandiose statement. The halacha always goes like a Stam Mishnah. And, and then we brought this Stam Mishnah. Well, if the Tznuin are not the Stam Mishnah, but the Tznuin are the Shitas Yachid of Rabdosa, then there wouldn't be a problem at all. So you wouldn't even have the question of, oh, Stam Mishnah, Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan that's right. As a stam mishnah, he always passing like, but kestam yechida. If it's a stam, just as a shitas yachid Amar. Period. Okay. Top line. I would aleph amri nahardoi. I circled the nahardoi. I put a number one in the margin. This is going to be the first lashon, and about six, seven lines down. First two words on the line are amri nahardoi. I circled them again, and put a Roman numeral two in the margin. Um, the courts have the ability, or the um, a person who's got some issue with another person, a, a monetary issue, to give somebody else, we call anything in English, the power of attorney, right? You don't have to be there, the other person can represent you. So says the Nahardians, lo kasvinan orkasa amataltali. We do not, like officially, have written down an orkasa. Orkasa is the ability, Rash calls it a harsha. I don't know how to translate harsha. You translate it as the power of attorney to be able to collect on behalf of somebody else. Um, we will not write that on metaltali, on uh, movable properties. So let's say uh, you have my Rolex watch. I want to get it back. I can't, hey, uh, Bob, listen, I'm going to give you over power of attorney to get my Rolex, back, Rolex watch back from. We will not do that. Now, my taima. Why not? Amalei. Well, the reason is Mishum de Reb Yochanan. What did Reb Yochanan say? Dam Reb Yochanan, Gazal veloi nisya ashuha bailim. We had this a few times recently. If somebody stole something from Albert, and Albert was not miyayesh, can either of them be makdashit? Give it to the base of mikdash? No. Shnei amenichin lahakdash. Why? The Ganav can't do it because it's not his. You can't be mocked to something that's not yours. And more importantly for us, and the other guy, because it's not in his Rishus. Says Rashi on the top line, what 
point specifically in Rabbi Yochanan is it that's bringing us to this conclusion? If you have an item that's definitely owned by someone, but it's not in the owner's rishus, you can't transfer it. The case previously was to Hektish, over here would be to the guy who, the attorney, who you want to give the power of attorney to, you would not be able to. Hilkach, therefore, him avad, you can back out. I guess a little bit uh, complicated, but the bottom line is just like, since I don't have my Rishus, I can't be Maktashit, I also can't give over the power of attorney to somebody else to collect something that I don't have right now. That's the first lashon in what the Nahardoi said. Ikadamri, I squiggle in the Ikadamri. Second lashon, Amri Nahardoi, Loikasvinen Orkasa, specifically. A metaltali de kafre, not all metaltalin, but we do not like the rabbinical authorities are not going to have an official orkasa, an official harsha, official power of attorney written out if it's metaltalin de kafre. So let's say uh, I gave my Rolex to Bob, um, and I bring Bob to Baston and say, "Can I have my Rolex back?" And Bob says, "Horowitz, I have no idea what you're talking about." Okay, now. Let's say, I don't know, a week later, I want to have power of attorney written over to somebody else to be able to collect it. Well, the rabbis are not going to let that be written out. Why? Because the fellow denied it. If he denied it, then we don't even know if it's true. How are they going to give him power of attorney to get the rolls if they don't even know that that's true? Taima de Cafre de Mexica Shikra. It's because the person who apparently had the Rolex watch denied it, and that looks ridiculous if the court writes out a document that gives somebody the power to collect on behalf of that which the guy denied. Avaloikov, right? Let's say he didn't deny it. He has it. Then, Kasfinen, we will write out a orkasa. So, it's much more limiting, the second lashon of the Nahardoi, that we will... The first lashon says you don't write out for somebody, a power of attorney to collect for any movables. This lesson is only that if the issue already came to court and the guy denied having it, then we won't write it out. But for standard cases, we would. Period. The Amri Nahardoi, underline their Nahardians, Orkasa, again, this power of attorney sort of writing out, Deloitte, but it doesn't have the following lesson in it, just ain't good enough. Here's the lesson. Quote, Zildoin v'zochi v'afik l'nav so if I'm giving, let's say, uh, Attorney Dershowitz, the power of attorney, to go and collect something on my behalf, I have to say specifically, this is what the lesson has to be, zil, go, don't deal with it, like from the word don, uh, judge the case, deal with the judge case, the zachi, and then, like, you win, you be meritorious in that case, the afik, and take the money, that doesn't say take the money for, for me, me, rather take the money, lenav sheikh, for you, because then... Dershowitz really is standing in in place of Horowitz. Horowitz is there. If I win the case, I get it for me. Dershowitz, if he wins the case, well, if he gets for Horowitz, then he's not really Horowitz. He gets it for himself. So, again, the Nahardoyans say, an orchestra that doesn't have this specific uh, Lushan written in, lace bay mashasha, is really not of significance. My time, oh, why? Mishum damale, because the other party in the court case can say to Dershowitz, as Hashemus, he may or may not be, damale heich, la baldvarim didiyat. It's very nice. You wrote a bunch of books, professor at Harvard, but um, you and I don't have anything to do with each other. You say you're representing Horowitz? Yeah, me and Horowitz. When Horowitz comes, I'll deal with him. And therefore, that's a very important line to write in. Now, let's say it was written a little bit less. 
Let's say I wrote to Dershowitz that he becomes the half-owner of the Rolex watch, or the third owner of the Rolex watch. Is that enough? If I didn't give it over to him at all, it doesn't work. But Amar Abaye, the Ikasif Bey, Lamechsa, Lishlisha, giving him a percentage in it, Migu, since Demishtai Dina Palka. Could Dershowitz deal with the half that's supposedly his half? Certainly he could, because he's the one who's the Baldavar now. Mishtai Dina Kula, he can deal with the rest of the Rolex watch. Period. Amara Meymar, I half-boxed on Meymar, and one line later is Ravashi. I also half-boxed Ravashi. little machlokas here. Abaye says, let's say Dershowitz decides to keep the entire Rolex watch. Can he do that? Says Meymar, well, if we're taking what you wrote seriously, yes, he can keep the whole Rolex watch. Says Meymar, he tough us if he... It grabs a hold of it and keeps it his own. We're not going to get involved and take it away from him. You wrote out that it was his. That's what the person who really the Rolex watch, if I wrote out the search, wait, he, can, he can keep the Rolex watch. That is Amema Ravashi, who we have back Samar, and there's going to be two Lashenis from Ravashi. One is here, above the word Amar, I put a number one, and two lines later, it says Ika da Amar, I put a number two over there. Ravashi says, well, I'm the Mishaleach. Who's the Shaleach? Dershowitz. Since I wrote out, me, the Mishaleach, wrote out, quote, Anything that comes out, or demisani, either that is testified about, or maybe that makes me poorer from this court case, I hereby am taking it as a responsibility upon myself to you know, properly compensate you. So what is Dershowitz in the end? He's really my shaliach. Because part of the deal is that whatever, whatever expenses he incurs, what, what, whatever cost there may be, I will compensate him. Shaliach shavya. It actually makes him a shaliach. And uh, apparently, as a shaliach, can you grasp onto the thing that you're supposed to be sure to get for the other guy? No, you can't. And Ravashi would disagree with Amemar. The Ikadamar, alternatively, uh, what Ravashi said, was Shutva Shavya. He made him a Shutva, he made him a partner, which is what was going on in this case. Lamainaf Gamina, what's the practical difference in this case? Lamitvas Palga. Is he able to take the Half, well, if he's able to take the half of what he got, yes, he is, because he made him a real shutta, but the other half he would not be able to. The hilchasa, the halachla maises, the way that we view this is shaliach shavya. When you make someone a power of attorney and you write that out, you have made them your shaliach. Okay? Which means, can they take any of the thing in question? Not at all. There's a shaliach. And you will be justly compensated for any time, effort, bar bills, hotel bills, you had a shawarma, but you cannot keep the item itself. Says the Mishnah. And we're going with the first Lashon Ravashi, that he made him a shaliach. Which kind of makes the most sense. It would, it would be a little bit... Uh, it, it, it makes sense. It, to me, it makes logical sense that that's the way we would pass. And if you give someone power of attorney, that's and even if you're writing out that you're putting them, so to speak, in your place, that doesn't mean they can hold on to the thing. We said that the shliach can't, can't, uh, can't take. Can't, well, can't, can't well what Amemar say? Amemar one line ago said that if he takes it, we, we the courts will not step in and, and seize it from him. 
Ravashi said like this, and we're passing like Ravashi. Yeah, but we said we said that he, he's a shaliach. We, we opened up with saying that the shaliach can't can't take can't represent can't represent me to take something back. Now we're saying that he can. That's all. That's all what uh, Ravashi is saying. So the, You can represent me, you cannot keep the item in question. You'll be justly compensated. You can represent me, we'll look at it for your purposes of representation as though you're a full owner, but you're giving it back to me because you're not. Which I think is what power of attorney is. And as power of attorney, the attorney that you have representing you is literally, in many ways, like you, but can't keep those, uh, whatever the, the issue that's being... Judicated. Yeah, they make enough frower anyway that they. Uh, that says the Mishnah. We're going to have um, eight cases of the typical cases. If I steal something from you, Maganov, and then I have to give it back, I have to pay Kefel. And if it's a uh, cow or a sheep and I shecht it or sell it, I have to pay you four or five times. Um, there's going to be all sorts of scenarios where maybe even if I shecht or sold it, that I wouldn't have to pay you four or five times. Here we go. Ganav al If an item was stolen and there were two um, witnesses who testified that he stole it, and those same two witnesses say, yeah, we saw Bob like the next day with that cow, with that sheep. He sold it or he, or he slaughtered it. Or al or another set of witnesses said that. Well, that's the standard case of Mishalm Teshulmi Arba where... Mr. Thiefir has to pay four or five times to make up for what he did. Slash. Number one, let's say Ganav, and when did he sell it? The Saturday morning um, flea market on Shabbos. Now, you're not really supposed to sell things on Shabbos. I'll tell you even more, if he shechted it on Shabbos, well, then the Shechita is an Isidar Raisa, and it would fall under the Kamle Midiraba Mine, that since he's going to did an act that he could lose his life for, because of the death penalty, that he would not have to pay the four or five. But we just sold it, okay, or case number two, Ganav, he uh, stole somebody's sheep, Umachar La Vodazora. He didn't actually do the Vodazora, he just sold it to the, uh, the priest, or the uh, uh, female reform rabbi. Uh, number three, Ganav Vitavach Biamakipurim. Let's say. This guy's got some issues, but he stole somebody's sheep and then he shechs it on Yom Kippur. Now, as bad as that sounds, um, he's not going to get the death penalty in court. He might get car race, but he's not going to get the death penalty in court, and therefore there's no issue of Kamli Midirab. I mean, eh? a case four, well, a whole group of people here with major issues. Ganav Mishalav, if he steals his father's sheep, and then he shechs it or sells it, and, and then. His father drops dead. Probably father drops dead for all Agvas Nefesh of this kid. Oy, what have I brought up? But anyway, in that case, or a fifth possibility, Ganav, he stole it, Vitavach, and then he shechted it, and he's got this like freshly shechted uh, cow or sheep, and then he dedicates it to the base of Mikdash. In all those cases, bottom line, you had a Ganav who also uh, shechted it um, or sold it, Mishan Tashumer Vachamishi, he will pay the rightful owner four or five times. I put, a, uh, I put a dotted slash in over here. Because we continue on now to case six. Ganav vitavach. Now, normally when you shek something, you're shekting it. You want to have steak. You want to have ribs. You want to have all the meat. Let's say he, though, he stole it vitavach l'refua for some sort of medicinal benefit from the, uh, the parts of the animal. Or 
He's got dogs. He loves his dogs. So he stole somebody's sheep, and then he shechts it leklavim for the dogs. And by the way, shechting it means like proper shkita with a good knife and back and forth. It's just he's going to use it for medicine or he's going to use it for the dogs. Uh, case number seven, hashaychivinim satrefa. He shechts it and, oh my, look at those things in the lungs. That's, that's definitely a trefa, meaning it can't be eaten. And it's interesting that he's interested in like trefa, but it, it kind of could be. And <laughs> number eight, hashaychit, he stole uh, Bob's sheep and it is chulin. And he shows up in the Azara of the base of Mikdash and shechs it, which is a big no-no. You can't shech Tchulin in the Azara. In those cases, he will also mishalem tashlumer v'chamish. have to pay four or five times. There is, though, a dissenting opinion. Rib Shimon, I box Rib Shimon, Rib Shimon poiter b'shnei ela. Rib Shimon potters the four or five times um, in the case seven and eight, in the last two cases. And Reb Shimon would say that it's basically a shechita she'ena ru'uya, which, according to Reb Shimon, a shechita is not ru'uya. In other words, um, if you shechita and it's a trefa, then do anything, because you can't eat any of the meat. The whole reason you shechita is because you want to eat it, and now it's a trefa. Or if you shechita in the base of Migdash, it's also ena ru'uya, and therefore he also, shechita she'ena ru'uya, is not considered a shechita. The Torah says if you steal it and shechita it, which means like a good shechita, that's going to have to pay four or five times. This guy might have had the knife back and forth, but that's not a shechita, so to speak, because it's not ru'uya. And therefore, it's not considered shechita according to Reb Shimon. In this case, he's doing his, it's his own behemoth that he is shechting, or in every case, is it your? In the case of this of Hashocha Benimtza to Trefa, Hashocha Bekuli Bazar, these are cases. It's his own. It's his own he, animal. That's stolen. For sure it's stolen, because the whole thing is, if you steal somebody else, that's your sheep. I stole your sheep, and I stroll into the base of Megdush and shecht it there. Or I shecht it, your sheep. Now, normally, what happens if I shecht it in my own backyard, and then I, I'm guilty, they find me guilty of it, so I have to pay you four or five times for it. Let's say, though, I, I did shecht it, but it turns out it's a trefa, which is basically what we call a shechita she'ena re'uya. Or, I shecht in the base of Megdush, that's also a shechita that's not going to have any benefit. I, Rup Shimon says, doesn't have to pay. But he still, he still stole. He still, he still he stole. stole it, correct? So he might have to pay double, but not the four or five times. Uh-huh. The putter here is either from the additional, you know, uh, uh, two or three times, or the um, not the additional two or three times. There's no question he's going to have to pay kefil. He's a ganav. But if I say you have to pay a fine of twenty thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars, it makes a big difference. So once he stole it, he should go take it to the Migdash and the Kapoor. <laughs> he shouldn't have stolen in the first place. What about Yidei Shemayim? Yidei Shemayim, Hashem knows exactly what your intentions were, and no one's getting past the Rabbanu Shalom on anything Yidei Shemayim. But the Hayalma, where the courts have to have some sort of boundaries of what they can, they can deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um... We normally like to think that our Mishnahis are going according to everyone, including Rabbi Akiva, but should we say, though, that our Mishnah is not exactly like Rabbi Akiva? So I put a long question marking in the margin down to uh, about the sixth line in Ahmed Bayes, and it's basically going to be a large brisa. And what we're going to attempt to say is that maybe the Mishnah that we just read, Lema, our Mishnah is Delok Rabbi Akiva. Why would Rabbi Akiva say that we would think our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Akiva? Kama, di Rabbi Akiva, Ha'amar, he's the one who had said that when the Pasuk says, two witnesses is what must establish the issue. You have a court case, and uh, the issue is established by one witness? No. 
Four? No. Two witnesses, the matter is established. That davar, says Rabbi Kiva, has to be davar below chatsi davar, and not part of the issue. Now, now we had said in the Mishnah that if you had Al and Bob, who saw the guy steal the sheep, and then you had Carl and Dave, who saw him uh, shechtet, two different witnesses, two sets of witnesses, uh, that he would be high four or five. What we're seeing that Rabbi Akiva holds on a basic level is, no, no, the testimony that's required is that two people establish everything that's necessary to know about it. And therefore, should we say a mission not like Rabbi Akiva? Do Rabbi Akiva Hamar? He's the one who says that when the Pasuk says, one word in quotes, Davar, we darsh not to mean, Velochatsi Davar. And here's the background. De Sanya. The Brisa starts here and it goes, like we said, till the sixth line on the base. Amar Rabbi so uh, Rabbi Yossi reports the following. He says, When it was either someone whose term was Abba Chalafta or it was his father, which would be strange because if my father's name is, let's say, Richard, and I call him Daddy Richard. I mean, I'd probably call him Dad or Avi Murray, but anyway, it's either his father or it's somebody else, um, like Abba Shol. Um, Eitzah, when he went to Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri to learn Torah, by the way, there are those who say Amrila was Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri who went to learn Eitzel Abba Chalafta, uh, Amar he said to him, this is in the realm of, there's a basic concept that if you own land, it's your land. There's also a basic concept that if we see somebody using the land or working the land for three years in a row, that establishes a chazaka, and he's now considered the owner of the land because the assumption is that if there's a rightful owner, he would come back and like pipe up some point in those three years. So he said the following. Um, I used the land, and I had Albert and Bob as the witnesses that I was doing it the first year. Shnia bifnei shnayim, but the second year, it was in the presence of Carl and Dave. And Shlishas in the third year, if nay, I know, Eddie and Frank. Three separate sets of witnesses. One witness to year one, one year two, one year three. Mahu. What would we say over there? Does that establish a good three-year chazaka or not? Amar loy. So the response is, and it wasn't clear who asked it, it but the Amar loy, Harezu chazaka. This is a good chazaka, I would say, from all of my uh, Talmudic uh, history. However, Amar loy, I say the same, like they're both in agreement. Rabbi Kiva said, nope, it ain't going to work over here. Shai Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva is the one who holds as a general rule when it comes to testifying about things. Davar, says the Pasuk, Velochatsi Davar. And here you have year one, that's one set of witnesses. Do they do anything on them by themselves? No. You need second set of witnesses for year two, and third set of witnesses, so there's no one set of witnesses that are telling us about everything. That's what Rabbi Akiva says. So should we then say that our Mishnah is not according to Rabbi Akiva? We're going to have the guy four or five times, but we've got two sets of witnesses, one about the stealing, one about the shechting uh, or selling. Amar Abaye, Abaye says, uh, no, you don't have to say that our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Akiva. I feel like Rabbi Akiva. Milo modu Rabbi Akiva. Would Rabbi Akiva not agree to the following? Kidesh, when you have a set of witnesses that say that Bob got married to Sue in April. Vishnayim Oimrim and another set of witnesses say Baal, Sue was sleeping around with Jim in May. That's a big problem. It's a big problem anyway, even if she wasn't married. It's certainly a big problem because she's an Ashish. 
So again, wouldn't Rabbi Akiva agree that if two sets of witnesses tell us that in Nisan she got married to a guy, and Shnaimim Baal she had Bia with some other guy the next month, the Afagav de Ede Bia, even though for us to execute her, the Ede Bia, you need to have historically Tzrich de Ede Kedushin, because we don't know if she's married or not, yet Kavan de Ede Kedushin, since on the other side, the Ede Kedushin, for us to know that she's married or not, Lo Tzrich de Bia. It's nothing to do. Like they, we believe them independently of the other ones. That's enough. That quote davar and quote Karina Bay. We'll refer to it as a davar. Another doesn't have to work both ways. Even if one side would be believed in and of itself is good enough. Hachanami is so too in our case of the one set of witnesses saw the Geneva. Another set of witnesses saw the slaughtering. For us to be of this guy four or five times for shechting the animal. Geneva. Well, we have to know. Historically, previous that he had stolen it. However, from the flip side, Kevin to the Ede Geneva, Los Ficha The Ede Geneva are good enough to be Machai of the guy, the Kefal, in and of themselves. Davar Karina Bey. I would refer to it as a Davar, and therefore, Rabbi Akiva could fit into the authorship of our Mishnah. We had this Brysa, and this is what Rabbi Akiva said, but we did have two very great Tanoim. Abba Chalafta and Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri. And they both seem to say that, well, we wouldn't have said like Rabbi Akiva, but Rabbi Akiva said it, so we're going to go with it. We were saying that that the Kineva, we were saying that they stole it, and the, and the, and the A's also that they were, that they, they shechted it on Shabbos, no? That, that's a different case. That's only in the continuation of the Mishnah. We're not even there yet. We're just in the first two lines of the Mishnah. What the first lines of the Mishnah say? Alan, Dave, uh, Alan Bob said it was stolen. Carl and Dave, two other witnesses, said that it was shechted. This guy has to pay five times, four or five times. What about the other Rabbanu? When I underline the Rabbanu here, the Rabbanu here are uh, Abba Chalafta and, and um, Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri, uh, hi, what do they do with which where Mikiva kept learning from the word Davar what do they do with the dress of Davar Vilechatsi Davar, Lemute Mai what's that coming to exclude? well, uh, the Gemara attempts to uh, figure something out the Meute Echad Oimer Begabo Echad Oimer excuse me Echad Oimer we're talking about two pubic hairs. And a person's not an adult, a boy or a girl, unless they have two pubic hairs. And I'm going to say pubic hairs because that's usually the way we learn it. If uh, a man or a woman has one hair on their chin and one hair on their knuckle, that's not usually what we call making them a gadol. So let's just say, Baloshan Sagi Nahar, you have a woman, and we need to know if she is a gadola, who would be high for things. Um, one witness says, yes, he's seen, she has a hair on like the bottom side of the pubic area, and the other one says that she has echad bekresa on the front side, and neither one necessarily saw the other one. So that's what would be coming from the Maya. Davar v'loi davar, you have to have like a full testimony, and you don't have that hair. Well, the Gemara rejects it and says, well, no, that's not only a chatsi davar. Hi, that's a case of chatsi davar v'chatsi edus. Neither of them is saying anything of significance. The first guy is saying one hair. What's one hair? It's a nothing. What's... Um, the other one saying one here, it, nothing. So you have only one person, first of all, only talking about half what he has to tell us about. Ella, so I squiggle underline the Ella. What would the Rabbanan do with that Dovar Chatsi Dovar? Lemeute, just take, take it from one person telling us about one, one person about Shnaim Echad Begaba, two tell us. So that's a good testimony. It's just only half of the issue that she has one 
uh, pubic hair and, and say a, a, a lower pubic area. Obviously, they can't each see from their vantage point. If you just take the first two witnesses, what are they saying? Nothing. She's only got one hair. She's a katanihi. The Hani Amri and the other set of witnesses, Amri, they're also basically saying katanihi, that she is a katana. Now the Mishnah got into the eight different cases, the first of which was Ganav Umachar Bishabbos. So uh, you have a guy, he steals somebody's sheep, he sells it on Shabbos. Well, he stole it. He sold it. He's got it four or five times. That's wonderful, except for this little rice that we have that says in the exact same case, the Hatanya, that's one word in uh, either right angles, you could just box it off, Potter, that if you have a guy who stole an animal and then sold it on Shabbos, he would be Potter from four or five times. He still has to pay the Kefil, that's for sure, but Potter from the four or five. But which way is it? It's like the Mishnahs are like the Brisa. Well, Amar Rami Barchama, I circled Rami Barchama, and I put a number one in the margin, Five lines later, last term on the line is Rapapa. I circled Rapapa and put a number two in the margin. We're going to have uh, at least two approaches. Probably have a third also, but we'll deal that when we get to it. So says Rami Bar Chama. He's going to make an attempt to um, clarify this issue. Kitanya Hahide Patra. That little brisa that said in a case where someone stole a sheep, let's say on Thursday, and sold it on Saturday morning, that he'd be Patr. That is, and this is going to get a little bit complicated, Be'oimer Loi, the guy who is buying the sheep on Saturday morning, says to the fellow who's selling him the sheep, um, Okay, so normally if I, st- if I, I stole a sheep and I want to sell it on Saturday morning, that means like I'm going to get $100 in my pocket. However, the fellow I'm selling it to happens to have a uh, fig trees. And he says, you know what, Horowitz? You got this great deal for me. It's Saturday morning. Pick some of my figs. And through the picking of the figs, which, by the way, picking a fig Saturday morning, that, that's an Isra Daraisa, and it says me, and I will acquire Genevoisecha, that which you stole, that sheep. So that is the case where it would be Potter because of the basic Kamli Bidaravamine. The, the whole act of that which was done was through the picking the figs, which is a capital punishment on Saturday morning. Amri, so we say, well, one second. Kevan de Kaman Bedina. And boy, you know, the judges have to go through a lot. Imagine if this case came uh, through the court system. The, um, the owner of. I have a basin here now. I can ask you to move to the other room. Sure. <laughs>